Welcome to another episode of Airbnb with D, the only podcast created to help you succeed in the short-term rental industry as well as scale any other business of your choice. Today we'll be discussing Airbnb bust. What is that? What do people mean when they say that Airbnb is crashing, people are losing money? And is that something that people that lease have to worry about? Stay tuned as we dive right in. What is Airbnb bust or Airbnb bust? Airbnb bust, <laughs> whatever the term is. I don't even know where this term came from, guys. Who made this up? I could really care less about it because it really is just a bunch of nonsense. When I first heard about this, I, I thought to myself, hmm, some competitive salesperson put this out there to kind of discourage people from opening in an area because there's no way you're telling people that short-term rentals or short-term traveling or anything like that is slowing down. Out of anything, it's gaining more traction. And we're gonna discuss the type of people that would probably have issues or think that this is a real thing. Because if you listen to this podcast, you know, corporate lease is my thing, my go-to. I am not going to go ahead and purchase property for someone else to stay in. It's just not gonna happen unless it were Um, property in a place that I planned on moving in about five to 10 years. And I had a strategy to get that paid off before I actually moved there. Or um, if it was some type of property that I knew that uh, that property was what I wanted. And that was part of my strategy to have it rented out short term to pay rents and property taxes. But other than that, there's no way that you can convince me to go get something new for people to rent out just because they're all different type of people. There are people that don't value your things. There are people that value your things. And so more importantly, it's a business. And when you think about anything that you're doing for the first time, so many of us start businesses for the first time. We go to meetings for the first time. We publicly speak for the first time. Anything that you do for the first time, you need a little practice on, right? Why on earth would you make your first time property you've purchased? It's little room for error when it comes to there. At least when we go lease places, our lease is up, you know, 12 to 18 months later. We have the ability to make some mistakes and hey, we can even pay the price and end the lease early. And that's something we can do. You can't do that with a mortgage. So talking about the types of people that would have been affected by this Airbnb bus situation or whatever it's called, or what it refers to, it refers to profitability and growth of Airbnb, experiencing a significant downturn or decline. So we know that the travel industry, especially the short-term rental industry, um, can be influenced by various factors. Um, Economic downturns, travel trends, another pandemic, those are things that can negatively impact the short-term rental market for sure. Those are things that can slow down bookings. But ultimately, What you're racing against is knowing what to do with the space that you have. And we're going to go further into detail with that because those of you that have a space, it's one thing, it's one way to look at it. It takes the same amount of effort to worry as it does to have faith and be optimistic. So you can choose either. You can look at it like, oh my gosh, my Airbnb calendar is empty. 
I've tried everything possible to try to get bookings. I've updated my profile. I've gotten pictures. Something is just going on in my area. Or you could think, okay, something is going on in my area. So I could actually make more money converting this to a weekly or a monthly rental month by month than I can for a vacation rental. At that point, it's nobody's fault if you don't know what to do with the space that you have. There are so many people, and I, I think about it this way because I personally am from Chicago, now primarily living in Atlanta. And so I meet so many different people from all over the world, but my favorite type of person to meet is a person from New York. They are, and not everywhere in New York, certain parts in New York, like I don't know where these parts are. Often even people who family migrated to New York and you see them so full of ideas, so full of ambition, and it has no choice but to inspire you when you're talking to people like this because you tell them, hey, you know, my Airbnb is not really getting booked and i tried everything. And they look at you like, oh, you got a one bedroom? You got a two bedroom? You got two beds? You have two, each one of them got a bathroom? Oh, you can put this on here. You can put this on this website. You can do this. It's so many ways to market what it is that you have that we have to realize the downturn is not a downturn in the market. It's a, the, the, what is it? Debilitation in the host. It's an exhaustion in the business owner. Think about when we stop trying our hardest, when we're tired, when we're exhausted. There are so many ways to make $1. And if we are insisting on only making it one way and over exhausting our efforts towards only making it one way, then you could miss the multiple ways that it can come to you that you never even thought of. So those who purchase will be affected. And there's a couple of reasons why they'll be affected. Those who purchase properties to list on Airbnb will be, like literally, that's their plan. Like I know some people, guys, you know them. So come on, let's, let's have a real talk. We know some people that literally said, I'm purchasing a home to list it on Airbnb. They didn't even mention Verbo. They didn't mention Gix. They didn't even know about those. They didn't mention Peerspace. They didn't mention um, working with the realtors in the area to help those that are purchasing homes or leaving their homes that are being sold, transition. They're not on furnished finders. They're not on, sh okay? They literally purchased the home with the sole plan of it being listed on Airbnb. They took out a second mortgage. They did whatever what, to their first property, whatever they had to do, but this Airbnb was their thing. And so once this platform is now drying up in an area, they don't know what to do. They have mortgage payments that they have to worry about property taxes. It's not something that you can just let end a lease early with. So this is why my number one suggestion is always to lease, corporately lease. Go lease under your business. So not only do you get the tax advantages, you also get the eviction protection in the event that you're in a building that's not so Airbnb friendly. Property owners have property insurance. Forget the little renter's insurance that you would and you and I pay per month. That's a piece of cake to protecting a whole property, the land in the front and the back. Oh my gosh, there's so many things. What about maintenance and repairs? Major. We're talking about property upkeep, routine maintenance. We're talking about non-routine maintenance, getting your roof fixed. What if there's a, a major storm and a tree falls? What if there's a tree that's growing in the yard 
um, that is now affecting the foundation of the home that has to be removed. These are things that property owners have to worry about. When we lease a place to list as a short-term rental, we don't worry about that. Now, some agreements will have it where you may be responsible for landscaping and getting the grass cut, and that's something that you can always work out and negotiate. But one thing you aren't going to be paying for is homeowners association fees. That's going to be on the property owner most times. Tenants typically do not have to bear these type of expenses, and we're not responsible for property ownership costs. Instead, we pay a fixed amount to the landlord, and it's the landlord's responsibility to manage the property, cover their cost of expenses, handle maintenance, repairs, you what have you. That's not on us, right? We don't have to worry about upgrading electrical systems, replacing roofs, renovating kitchens. Those are things that are long-term investments that benefit the property owner, not us as the tenant. So this is why things like that are not passed off to us. Now, you may be someone that loves to do it yourself. My mom is like this too. She'll go into any place that she's renting. She'll upgrade the floors. She'll change the paint. She'll always leave the place in better condition than she got it. And that's good for her. And it's because that's something on the inside of her. She knows how she wants her space to look. But I am not doing that for nobody else though. That's what we did for her. So if you are someone that goes in and makes a space your own, this conversation is not to say, oh, the property owner should be doing that. Because sometimes it's okay to change up some things as long as you have the property owner's permission. But those things are not your responsibility is the, the point of that. So what also about another thing that property owners can do to kind of offset that though. So this is what we have to no, property ownership does come with benefits. So this is not a conversation to say, don't own property, don't purchase. This is just a conversation to say, make sure that the property that you're purchasing has a plan or is it beneficial for you, that you're not just doing that to put on a platform, basically. Um, because there are things like depreciation as a tax deduction. Property owners, and this is something that people that lease and rent can't claim, um, but property owners can claim depreciation, which allows them to deduct a portion of the property's value each year to account for its wear and tear over time. So even if a property owner can even prove an extreme sense of wear and tear or whatever, they're able to get that depreciated and get that as a tax advantage. So there are many advantages to purchasing as well. Just make sure the property that you're purchasing, even if you decide to list it on Airbnb, that it's one that actually means something to you that way, once you get burnt out from talking to these burnt out people on Airbnb.com, y'all, the guests on the platform, there's all type of people in this world. You have to really understand. And the thing is this, I tell y'all this all the time. Growing up in elementary school, we're often seeing classes of students that are separated into different types of classes. There are longer buses and there are shorter buses. And that's something that we see prevalent to this day. But as an adult, we no longer know who is who. So there are some people that are genuinely not communicating in the way that you communicate or even on the same wavelength pattern, whether it's a sensory overload, whatever you may come across. You can come across all types of people. And there are some people that didn't sign up to be someone's therapist. They didn't sign up to do that. They just wanted to make some money with Airbnb. And those are the people, again, that I feel like experience the downturn because there's always something that you can do to get your property off and get your property booked. So the things that us renters do have to pay for, <laughs> rent, 
okay? Any fees, late fees, and things like that. That's stuff that we have to worry about. We also have to make sure that we understand our lease terms. Um, because there are some places, like how I talked about before, the reason why we don't experience that downturn is because one, our leases end, and then two, we can always pay to break the lease. But there are some places that you go to that either don't have the option for you to pay to break that lease if, if it just is no longer working out for you, um, or the price to pay is so astronomical, you'd pay more in one sitting than you'd pay to continue your lease. And in that case, this is where I encourage you and say, remember a few episodes back I said, okay, I was the one at first that, you know, said, hey, you can do this by yourself. You don't need an assistant. But truly, once I recognized all of the platforms that even one property has to go on to truly have been marketed at its truest potential, I realized you do need an assistant. You need something because we're talking over six or seven platforms. We're talking minimum. I'm not even, this is not my max. It's a six or seven minimum I could name off the top of my head that you would have even for one property. So imagine doing all of that yourself and don't tell me you have a regular nine to five. And don't tell me you're a mom, a wife, a husband. Please do not tell me you work after hours because it's almost impossible to get yourself in a comfortable groove and execute like you need to. So understanding your lease terms is important because if you are someone that likes to play it safe and would appreciate the option of bailing out if you needed to. Make sure that your lease offers that breaking option. And if so, see if you can negotiate what that term will be before you sign the lease. Also see if you can negotiate a different lease term. You can always renew your lease as opposed to breaking it early. And that's what I love even about going to apartments. Oh my gosh, other than single family homes, when you go to apartments, you can get lease terms as low as three months sometimes. So even if you say, hey, I wanna try this Airbnb thing out, but I only have six months in me to try. So I wanna sign a six month lease. You can't really do that at single family homes. They're really looking for a yearly tenant to kind of offset some of those costs. So it helps you, to, and we're talking about leasing right now. We're off of purchasing right now. We're talking strictly about those of us that rent and lease the things we have to worry about. Now we do have a responsibility. And if we don't uphold our responsibility as tenants, it can make us liable for things. Like, for example, timely reporting of maintenance issues. I'll never forget. There was a situation with somewhere I was mentoring. And so, you know, by the time that they had connected with me, they were probably already three months in their lease agreement. Now, unfortunately, when they first got into the place, things was looking nice. Of course, you can tell it was like a little shabby touch-up job, but there was a smell of mildew or mold kind of in the bathroom. But at the point, it was no nothing visible, which anybody knows, if you paint over mold and mildew, you won't see it until it seeps through, grows through, because it's a living organism. So you're going to see it at some point, just not when they paint it. So you can smell a hint of it, but at the time, it wasn't visible. But at that time, that should have been noted. We have to make sure we're reporting things like that and fully investigating, even if that means paying for your own inspection, getting one on Thumbtack. A lot of people offer free mold and mildew inspections. If you are being told by a complex that something is not something that you know it is, then you can go ahead and get your own inspection. They have to take that off of your rent. Literally, you keep the receipt, you video your, your report, 
especially if you're telling them it's something and they told you it wasn't and you have a professional come in and deem that it is, they will take the cost of that off of your rent because that is a neglect on their part. So these are the things that we have to make sure we do to protect ourselves as renters so that we don't come across janky owners or you know people that just don't care about our situation. So by the third month I connected with this person, the mold had began to grow. So you actually saw it growing at that point. And unfortunately this was a unit that was being rented out. So it's not just a private home somebody's living in. This is something that you're making people pay in. People don't even have mold in their own home. So why are they going into your place to pay to have mold, to have an asthma attack? It's just ridiculous. So unfortunately, by the time that it was actually reported, we had all the extra inspections done. The owner kind of said, hey, it was your responsibility to report this. Unfortunately, this grows every day. And because this wasn't reported at the moment you started seeing the spores on the outside of the wall, it is now grown and the job is more expensive. So they actually made her pay some of the cost for the removal because of the fact that she reported it late. And that is something that breaks my heart because the thing is, you really can't fight that unless you have proof. Documentation rules the nation. So making sure you document everything, timely reporting of any maintenance issues, any locks, any anything that's messed up in a trip. When you are an apartment, right before your lease ends, I wanna say a month before, you need to document anything that's wrong, any blinds that need to be replaced, any locks that need to be replaced, light bulbs, anything that needs to be fixed, those handles, the knobs in the bathroom, in the shower area, all of those things. If you need some extra caulk, put your reports in so that when you turn in your keys, you turn in a property in perfect condition. When you turn in the keys and you have properties in imperfect conditions, notice they'll try to take that out of your security deposit or charge you crazy fees for stuff that would have been fixed for free if you had reported it before your lease ended. So that is a pro tip. Just make sure you are saving yourself some money. Next thing we have to worry about as renters, we have to comply with any rules and regulation set by not only the landlord, but the homeowners association and the city. So that means that's the thing that sucks. If we wanted to, if the landlord or the owner says, hey, quiet hours for this property in this neighborhood are from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. and there's nothing you can do about it. And you sign a lease agreement that says that. And at 10 p.m. you decide you wanted to have a party and you know you guys are gonna be there until 3 a.m. That could be a problem. That's something that can get you evicted. So that's why we have to make sure that we're really looking at those rules that we're signing off on and complying with them and not setting ourselves up for failure so much to say. But these are things that are all pretty much self-explanatory as renters. Keeping a property clean and tidy and moving out properly. Making sure we're moving out on the day. Okay, making sure we have a proper notice, making sure the property is in good condition. Those are the only things that we have to worry about. So you see how none of those things can really lead to a downturn or Airbnb bust situation. Some things that absolutely will lead to that is someone biting off more than they can chew. I saw an Instagram post that said, you know, how many Instagram gurus, or I'm sorry, how many Airbnb gurus are gonna admit that they had to downsize? 
And then I think I said, well, you know what? How many people went in over their heads? Every day, I just recently posted a video on the Airbnb with the Instagram page of how you can use quill.com, get gift cards off of there, and literally fund or launch your first Airbnb in the apartment and get started. This, I mean, there's not even, you have 30 days to pay that off. You can make your money back. We're talking you can get Visa gift cards, Home Depot gift cards, Crate and Barrel gift card, Lowe's gift cards. So anything you could ever need for your units, you can get and have 30 days to pay it off. Or you can go purchase property, have to put in $20,000 in asking, over asking because you purchased it at the wrong time, have this big, beautiful, massive property that you now have to furnish for thousands and thousands of dollars and literally can't list because it's so massive that it looks unfinished, anything that isn't, that's out of place. You can go in over your head and then you can experience the Airbnb bus. So the next time you hear someone say, you know, there's a downturn, my friend opened this, they had to close it. Keep in mind that people enter at a level that they're comfortable with when they should enter at a level that they can with, okay? I don't care if you're comfortable going with the 13,000 square foot property. If your strategy is only intact for a 1,200 square foot apartment, that's where you need to start. And you need to also know that God will give you a vision, a glimpse. He'll put it in your heart of the things that he even has planned for you. But it doesn't mean that's the first thing that you have to start. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember that I've created the Corporate Leasing Success Toolkit, which is a simple 15-page book that tells you exactly how to get approved for corporate lease agreements and exactly where to find properties that are allowing it. If you are someone that has still not gotten your corporate leasing toolkit, the link is in this episode's description. Do not miss out on the opportunity to also gain access to the Airbnb with D coaching group on Facebook, where you have access to 24-7 support uh, with any questions that you have, really, whether it is filling out applications or simply discussing the downturns in markets or if there is one. In our next episode, we will be going further into AirDNA and just looking at some awesome, amazing places to get started in the Airbnb industry. So I look forward to speaking with you in the next episode. Join me Saturdays and Sundays at 7 a.m. on Clubhouse. This is the perfect opportunity to ask any questions that you have about any properties, any corporate lease agreements, or even any guests. Anything that you have to ask, this is the perfect time for us to talk about it. The link for the room will always be on the Airbnb with D Instagram page. Once you click the link that will be in the story, you'll always be able to get over to that room and turn your mic on and ask any questions that you desire. It is my pleasure to assist. I can't wait to talk to you in the morning, bright and early. They say the early bird gets the worm, so we'll see.